Why, hello there. If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Why, Jesus, will bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash highscore510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help Taco Pablo relocate to Wichita, Kansas. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. I wish I had more fighting me from the moment they told her to date a white guy <laughs> instead of dating me. Because this uh, is that good. This is the kind of fun that make you fight two Vietnamese uncles in a, in a household. When they, <laughs> they, they think I'm fighting for a daughter here. Little they know I don't want to give up the fuck. Like she think I'm fighting for her. Little did she know I'm fighting to keep the fuck. <laughs> the broth is good. Yeah, the, the broth is is, is surprisingly uh, tasty. That's why I liked it. They only do the, the 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 rare steak and beef balls though. They don't do like tripe or tendon or anything else in it. Well, I ain't promise... fun a long time. I like the tripe and the tendon, but I ain't fun a long time, so I'm cool with this. Aaron gonna show up to his ex girlfriend's house talking about nigga here now. Exactly. <laughs> I'm here to collect 20 years worth of fun from '96, and I need all the fun that I missed out on some of that time. She yeah. never could. Man, I never had fun. I ate at her parents' house twice. Really? Me, they didn't like my black ass because they never fed me for once. Not maybe they didn't know how to cook it. Not everybody knows how to make the broth, and uh, maybe they just didn't. Yeah, I'm sure they cooked that for her white husband. I, I have such good ethnic taste. <laughs> Aaron will get some fun from her family and be like, I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. Delivered. Hey, Brandon, do you think that guy really gay or he put on an act? It's very, it's a very fluid situation. You guys know that out in California. Is he in California? No, he's from the, he's from the, he's from the South. Oh, man, everybody gay every once in a while. Everybody gay every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Lance, what the fuck did I just hear? He a little bit off. Something going on with Andrew Andrew C. Caldwell. Unless he's some like savant actor, he would be making like better roles for himself instead of being online, still like getting memes made of him of other silly shit he'd be saying accidentally. No, like I don't know. Yeah, he might just be one of those weird dudes. Like, uh, what's that? Keith Stanfield who just talks hella weird, mm-hmm. but like can act his ass off. Yeah, movies. You say you hear him talking. Like, what's wrong with this dude? And yeah. I think. For a long time, you just assume they're gay. Like, okay, this dude talks hella weird, doing a hella <laughs> weird shit. He's hiding something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must be gay. And you, he ain't gay no more, Aaron, because remember, he said this. I said, women, I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not tear a purse. I would not put on makeup. I will, I will love a woman. He did all that for the attention, Jerry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think Dude. I think he he's just a crazy Aaron. If you all right, do me a favor. How about this? I ain't following him, Jerry. <laughs> no, you don't gotta follow him. You <laughs> I ain't going to <laughs> Just I go on his, do it, check his, just do once a week. Just check up, just do a check-in with Andrew C. Caldwell. 
see what that fool is saying and doing, and then you tell me if you think he if he faking. I only it. go on Instagram once a week. Why am I gonna look at him? There's women that I like. Him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sting operation. There. It's, it's a way it's, it up. It, it's kind of like you know, Aaron used to always ha- like follow like one athlete here or there, or like one sports organization in between like the forty different uh bad bitches he would be following and be like nah man i'll follow this for sports and and you know gaming information and it'd be like all right well let me scroll through your timeline it's like naked bitch half naked bitch half naked bitch fine bitch porn star porn star half naked bitch fine bitch it's like fifa 21's (laughs) coming out fine bitch naked bitch naked bitch fitness model fitness model fitness model (laughs) like he was like the champion league has a tournament in a month Fine bitch, fine bitch, fine bitch. <laughs> no, but she he follows the girlfriends of athletes. He's like, okay, this is how the pool host. <laughs> this dare just... I don't sound like my Instagram. My Instagram wholesome. <laughs> you said wholesome or wholesome? Wholesome. <laughs> We're recording on a Monday, by the way. Shout out to all our fans out there. We're gonna permanently change to Monday. For all our fans out there, we're gonna see. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna work on that. We're gonna see if that works better. We might, take, yeah. It takes too much of my weekend, man. I have too many problems, too loud in here on the weekend. I can't really record and give you any insight like I'm giving you any insight, anyways. But Pedro, that's the whole point is like every time you was on this show before, you was always uh, operating heavy machinery, so your focus was somewhat on the show and somewhat on what you was doing so you didn't die and now you got little children running around all the time so you're you're, you're preoccupied with h- handling uh like sentient uh machinery and uh you gotta be careful and, to make and sure don't you- forget that one machine where his wife yelling at <laughs> <laughs> and it still amazes me that somehow aaron's eating on the show aaron's dinner time fluctuates based upon the orbit of the show back. I'm on that Della Reese diet. But <laughs> you'll see HBO added Martin, uh, the Jamie Foxx show, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, the farewell other for was. If they added all that, then what the fuck is on BET Plus? <laughs> BET Plus ain't playing nothing. All they got is Sparks. Sparks, 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 and they got they got reruns of Comic View. And it's, jokes ain't aging quite as they as they as they should. Right. They, everyone, everyone's gay or retarded on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's start the show then. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score Five One Zero podcast. You can catch us at High Score Five One Zero on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter uh, at Hipster Horcrux on the Twitter. That is. You can also check in with our Patreon at Patreon backslash high score 510 so check us out and get our content too hot for the for the regular proper and uh yeah keep an eye out for uh some new swag coming out we got our mugs out we got some stickers and then we're working on i'm working on another little project uh to get some more stuff out but uh we'll talk we'll talk more about that later anyways nothing i can still use in school yet jared at work uh working on it workshopping some things got to get my uh my designer to workshop a couple things but we got a couple things okay uh, you just stay away the copyright infringement on disney products oh yeah but uh anyways we are here with this is uh ag3 coming at you faster than persimmon season coming and going doctor said i need a bacchiotomy and we are here with Hello, everyone. It's everybody's fav- favorite truck driver, Captain P. Funk, coming at you slower than my uh, electronics for my new bed. 
I go to a church that's an interracial church. Those are only dreams for Martin Luther King. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Hey. I, think, I, th- I think I think Pedro being a truck driver is a front for something. I think in the back of the yeah. truck it's like hey. a mobile strip club. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> hey not discussed that. We're hey, recording now. I'll shout out to Ski Lee. Shout out to Ski Lee. He got the. He been hyping up his uh, uncle got a mobile barbershop. Uh, Pedro, you can get you a, a mobile uh, strip joint. Just a, hey, hey, hey! This 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 brainstorm is after the show. BBWs on wheels. And we are here with. Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon, aka Taco Pablo, uh, popping in for this <laughs> this reasonable hour here on Monday, and uh, fuck fantasy football. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck that, man! I'm sick of this koala hugging nigga. Tell me. For four hundred years, that word has kept us down. What the fuck? Took a whole lot of time just to get up that hill. Now we up in the big leagues. Getting out turn the bed. Long as we live, it's you and me, baby. <laughs> That's the theme song for the Jeffersons. You really need help. And just because the theme song don't make it not true. <laughs> Dude, it's the worst. Bruh, my team was on pace last night until the second half of the Cowboys game. To he was all on my pace for Lord and Brandon. All my players were on pace to score <laughs> under 10 points. Nobody dude, was going to score double digits on my team. Dude, my entire team scored 28 points. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. I had wow. Kelsey he's caught one ball for eight, eight yards so far in this game. That's going on right now. Uh, I have the KC's defense who's already given up 10 points to the Giants somehow. <laughs> and I got Patrick Mahomes, who's apparently forgot how to play football. Like, oh. apparently... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we he's, he's playing to, more like his dad. Yeah, <laughs> he's playing. He playing like like a pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> uh, no, it's like that one. It's like that one season uh, from Major League when uh when uh when Wild Thing got really business like. Oh. <laughs> he's just started getting rocked, getting shelled everywhere. Everywhere, it's kind of like that season. Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to figure out a new haircut or something because that Mohawk's probably not doing it for him. We'll get to we're gonna get to KC because there were some interesting comments this past week in KC. So we'll get to that in a moment. And my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of the tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? That's me and Brandon's fantasy teams right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad we are. Um, all right. Well, uh, everybody doing well tonight on this Monday? Shout out sponsorship. <laughs> Today's the first day of me having health insurance again. This is amazing. Hey. It, was a, it, it was a reckless October, man. It was. <laughs> <laughs> my wife changed. So my wife changed jobs, right? We were on her, her insurance. Due to a clerical error, we weren't able to start our new health insurance till November 1st. So I had a little talk with the kids like, hey, we're not going nowhere. We're just going to school. <laughs> Nobody get hurt or sick this month. Ain't no no jungle gyms today. Oh, we didn't go to the park, dude. She was like, can I ride my bike? I was like, ah, I don't know. We gotta find it. We gotta find a track somewhere that you can be able to do this. Brandon, you mean to tell me Lindsey Graham ain't taking care of y'all out there? 
Is he South Carolina or North Carolina? <laughs> He's know. not North Carolina. We got I have uh, no idea. <laughs> we, have a, we have a very Republican uh, legislature, but a Democratic governor at this point. Over at a friend's house the other day, he's like a basically he's like the public relations person for the school district, and how he has all these like uh, white parents emailing him all the time about how their kids are oppressed, and he's like, "What's going on? Well, they have to wear this mask all day because of COVID." And I was like, "Man, I think you would oppress me," but he can't really say that because he works for the school district. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just <going> off. <laughs> he's just going off about his parents. Oh man. So the week, all the white kids was like, "Man, I just feel like a real, like a black man right now." Wearing this, wearing this mask is holding me down. People they, stop me in the halls, asking me to cover my nose. What? I'm, I'm gonna start walking around instead of saying "wear your mask" um, to all these white people. I'm gonna come up there and I'm gonna start walking down the hallways and saying, "You a black, you a black boy." <laughs> I, you know what? Just do like 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 when that dude uh, Aaron saw started yelling at Frank Somerville, Somerville calling him a nigga. Just like start calling all these white people in the hallways with masks on, nigga. Hold on, we try that. That wasn't just me. That was me and Brandon. <laughs> you were there, Jared, but you were trying to ask close attention to me. Me and Brandon were dying. Hey, hey, that's Frank Somerville. <laughs> exactly. He was saying it in a loving way. But y'all don't know Frank Somerville is the uh, primetime news anchor for the local news. He was the primetime news anchor. <laughs> And he was. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Frank Somerville was our KTVU anchor after my boy Dennis Richmond. But anyways, yeah, he went to Berkeley Heights Bay Area, native white guy, adopted a black girl, uh, but has been very outspoken about. You I, know. I've, yeah, I've heard actually. I know exactly who you're talking about. He's very outspoken about, you know, his lack issues and making sure that she wasn't, you know, raised just a, in some white <laughs> vacuum of the world is what he he expressed but anyways yeah so you know he got called a nigga in public by somebody in a loving way so you know what's a loving way but what if we call him in like not a loving way in a demeaning way you know what I'm saying then those people can see what oppression feels like feel the, the sting of oppression nigga little white ass nigga <laughs> crack ass nigga everyone halloween just happened it was a lovely halloween and we're going to get to halloween briefly but it is officially No Nut November. A couple of the rules for No Nut November read as you cannot have sex, masturbate, or nut in any way, shape, or form. It's too late. <laughs> it's like, does after midnight yesterday count? <laughs> Point number two, watching pornography and having bones are, oh, sorry. No. <laughs> are allowed. They are allowed, but you just can't nut. Oh, rule number three. Definitely too late. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> point number three. You are only allowed one wet dream. If you have more than one, then consider yourself out. I can't control. You can't control that. No, 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 no. You can't control that. It's called turning 45. <laughs> I don't have a wet. My I wet dreams. I had one not too long ago. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a wet dream. That's because I peed on myself. I was taking too much lysinopril. <laughs> Come on. Pedro, what does your lisinopril do for you exactly? That lowers your blood pressure and works through your kidney. And I wasn't sleeping with a woman. I was dreaming that I was at a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet point number four. You do not have three strikes. You only have one shot at it. If you miss it, you're out. So just don't nut unless it's a wet dream, which you get one mulligan. But number five, if you have passed the month with a total of zero nuts, 
you are a victor and you shall qualify for destroy dick december not recommended and <laughs> number six the final most important look man just don't nut in 30 days what do you guys think about that this is what happens when you when you we in this world where sex becomes regular irregular sex is the norm right now now we into we gotta we gotta think of stuff to do. We can't we can't bust off we can't watch regular missionary sex and bust off to it we can't watch Mia Khalifa bust off to it you know what it's just this real this is really it's it's really irritating well how long has this no nut november been going on i i never followed it since since the younger millennials got older not the older ones like jared and brandon since the younger ones got older they started doing this stupid ass shit it was on the office no no that was just movember uh hold on hold on what do you mean you people <laughs> it's no, i've heard of no nut november i've heard of it my question is, like, like I've heard of Movember, which is like for a good cause, like That's for prostate cancer, too. but it allows hipsters to feel like they're doing something in a Not civic ever. duty while they go out and like grow their beards out, which is their man make. It gives it them a reason to, to, to try to look more handsome. It happened around the same time as the Giants or the uh, yeah the San Francisco Giants starting to win yeah. all their World Series and shit, and it's all the hipsters being like, man, we gotta grow our mustache and beards out. But anyways, my thing is at least that is you're doing it and you donate to a good cause. It's like raising awareness, right? Does no nut November raise awareness for anything, or is it going towards a charity or anything positive? It's, it just seems just stupid. I woke up this morning and I'm like seeing what's trending on Twitter. I see no nut November. Oh, what does that mean? And I'm reading this and I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, what is happening? Like, what do you get out of this? Like, like I've heard of like sober October, which is good. Like, if you're drinking too much, it's a good thing to say, hey, I'm gonna take this month. Really try to get this under control. Because uh, then you start drinking again. It's just one month. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it's one of those things like, all right, so like, what do you win? Okay, well, why are you talking? <laughs> I really don't. I, it's so foreign to me. And I don't get why this would be a thing that somebody would willingly do. The only thing I could say is like for a virgin to feel cool for a month. You're like a 25 year old virgin, and you're like, mm -hmm. man, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm doing this no nut November. Well, that's like basically, that, you know, basically been your life. Always say, hey man, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna have no sex during Lent. Yeah, this sounds, this sounds like a, like a stupid game that only the castrated want to play. It's been around a while though. It's around the same time they started doing that, 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 uh, what was it? Something in a stake in a blowjob. Oh, uh, was ice bucket challenge time too? You know, yeah, all that's that stupid millennial shit. You guys gotta be mad at yourself. Well, no, ice bucket challenge was for uh, a good cause. It was, a good cause. No it was it was a waste of water though because we was money. in the drought. It didn't it save did money. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, it didn't raise money. How did it tell someone tell me I raised money? No, well, the celebrity. Well, the celebrities raised money. Doing no one it. Uh, We didn't do it. No, no, no. That's we didn't why, raise no money. No, no. It does make money because when you put a hashtag on something for a good cause, it raises money. It just does. No, it, it was commercialized. It was commercialized. When people hashtag their social media for a good cause, good things happen for that cause. Okay. Well, I, I got a little secret. <laughs> I got a little secret. There's that no nothing November been going on for the last 17 years for me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it no nut January? No February. <laughs> I, I don't want a full pandemic through that whole no nut thing. <laughs> That's November a shit for Pedro. My <laughs> balls is in the sand. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, my balls look like an ostrich right now, just ducking in the hole somewhere. <laughs> Pedro, Pedro will be like, are we going to nut tonight? I'm not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> The Kansas City Chiefs are struggling this past week. Anthony Hitchens of the Kansas City Chiefs, former Cowboys shout-out sponsorship uh, and linebacker, said all we did was go to three straight AFC championship games and two Super Bowls and one Super Bowl win in my first three years here. So far, y'all fans will never be satisfied. It's sad. And then on top of that, Tyron Matthew came out also and said, this might be one of the most toxic fan bases in all the sports. Things are a little rough in Kansas City. Not only are they not winning games, their offense is struggling. The defense has been putrid, and the fans aren't having it. What do you guys think about that? I'm trying to find out what the what did the fans say. I mean, fans always don't like losing, no matter what you do. Well, I think the fans were booing them their last game they lost at home. Uh, and so they got under a few players' skin. Um, I, don't, I don't think Kansas City is a toxic toxic fan base. I mean, I feel like that just shows Tyron Matthew hasn't played in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Philadelphia? Philadelphia? You know how about a place where they throw batteries at the opposing team? Right. You, you gotta understand, uh, when you're not winning, uh, when you're so, you're expected to win, you expect you got this high-flying offense, all, all the nasty stuff always comes out, especially now in social media age, where mm-hmm. everything's so PC. Now, you got to remember, too, at the beginning of last year, when they did, did nail the whole nail thing or whatever, they booed that. So mm-hmm. I've been telling y'all, let's do this hashtag hug from white folks. <laughs> we do this hug, hashtag hug from white folks where everybody needs to get in their feeling and be accepted by white folks. We'll, we'll never feel free. Everybody, you got to understand, everybody's... Uh, you go into the game, you want to be entertained. Nobody's there for um, any failness or any any sympathy. You go there to get drunk, have a good time. You're not going to get sympathy when you're playing bad. If you if the players want to get mad at somebody, they need to – what is that? Who's the um, defense coordinator? coordinator? Steve Spagnuolo? Spagnuolo. Spagnuolo. Yeah. Yeah, he's been passed. The game passed him by a long time ago. Yeah. They actually played well the year, last couple of years, but they always gave up these big gouging plays. And Patrick Mahomes was able to, you know, to fill in them holes because nobody's figured out that offense. Starting to think defense is starting to figure out that offense. He's always looking for a home run play, and they're not disciplined enough to take the check downs. Patrick Mahomes not been disciplined enough to take the check, take the check downs because he's – Used to getting these big chunks, and everybody's sitting in zones and waiting for it now. They they can't make up for it with, with that bad defense. You can't play mediocre. Yeah, you know he needs to take the checkdowns right now. Keep his defense off the field because that defense is. So did boring. the fans say anything specific? I think a lot of fans are going at the players on social media too, so they got to deal with that component of it. They make and, a lot of money, you know. Brandon Brandon was just saying. I've had money like Zuckerberg. I'll be acting like that too. Sports in general is a is a toxic culture. So like, I don't think it's just specifically KC. I think a lot of fan bases have a to- like. There's a toxic masculinity. The foundations of our sports in this country have a toxic foundation. You know, what I'm saying just from the, the inception of our country, it comes from a very toxic situation. So anything that comes after it is going to have that 
embedded in, in some way. And sports is a way for a lot of people to let that toxicity out where it's allowable and, it's, you know, more accepted, I think. But um, you fuck up and you're not playing well, like your fans going to let you have it. I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with that. There is a certain line of what you should and shouldn't say or what you can and can't do to the players. But if you're booing and you're being like, you're trash or you're playing garbage, whatever, like, that's fine. If you start talking about people's families or start throwing shit on the field, but like booing somebody, I see nothing wrong with fans booing and being like, y'all playing garbage right now. And that's what the money's for, man. You Those give me anybody. one of their contracts, these parents could boo me every time I leave their school. <laughs> All the way to my car. <laughs> they could boo me. They could talk about my mama. They could talk about my future wife that I ain't got. <laughs> they, could say, they could say my kid's nappy-headed. You saw me the money time on Matthew at. Boo me. These fools act like these fools act like they getting paid minimum wage. Like, man, we can't. Uh, I'm sitting here trying to, I'm trying to, man, I'm trying to play a game and earn this check and this and that. You ain't that's how basketball players be acting. You ain't getting the minimum wage, dog. You getting a lifetime worth of money for some people. And they pay money and they want you to win. You play so shitty, they gonna let you know. To uh, call Don Draper, that's what the money's for. That's what the money's for. No, uh, think, not, uh, that was Charlie Sheen said, right? No, that was Don Draper said it on Mad Men. Oh, and Charlie, Charlie Sheen paid them to is, leave. I didn't pay them for sex. I paid them to leave. Oh, to Charlie Sheen. No, I think um, no, I think the players got the right to their feelings about it. You feel like, all right, cool. Like if I'm playing shitty, I can at least get through a home game and not, and I feel that way or whatever. Especially when you take talk about them going to back to back Super Bowl, or going to the Super Bowl win the Super Bowl. Like, every team don't do that. Like, every no, team they got paid don't, to do it too. don't get to the Super Bowl and win it, right? No, they and did a good and job. They the got thing paid about, um, well, I mean, everybody's getting paid and they paid to be there, right? Um, they got paid handsomely after that Super Bowl. Some of them signed some nice contracts. So, so when you talk about it, like, the thing about Kansas City is all the same players are there, right? All the main cogs of the team are there. So yep. he's like, and they're all not old yet. So they're like, what the hell is happening right now with this yeah. team? It seems like y'all don't, y'all not trying, to, trying as hard or y'all just, are y'all just, are y'all just broken and we don't know it? See, these Kansas City fans might know something we don't know. They might be on social media, super active, trying to make more money, doing podcast shows, radio shows, and everything. They might know, like, man, these fools ain't even, they minds ain't in the right place. So I'm going to know. Now, I did see a couple people cross the line because Patrick Mahomes has, has a new baby at home. So talk about that's interfering with his quarterback because his wife just got had a baby a couple, like a month or two ago. This is what you do. You go out, you hire two nannies, and then you get your ass out there quarterback. You do it like John Elway did. I didn't. I didn't pay him to have babies at home. I paid him the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I actually. You want to go it, home and you know be what? a dad? Go home and be a dad. Aaron sound like one of them. Quarterback. One of them January six people. Like I paid for this Capitol building. Yeah. My <laughs> taxes paid for this. This is my desk. This ain't Pelosi's. This is mine. I paid for this. No, the motherfuckers ain't paid taxes in years. And yeah. No, they ain't even have teeth in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what I'll say, I, I will say is uh, getting along with what is going on with the Chiefs. I think part of it is Super Bowl hangover, which like there's only been like maybe one team in the last like I feel like 15 years that lost Super Bowl and then like made the playoffs the next year or something like that. Like there's like crazy amount of teams that have lost in the Super Bowl in the following year. They are bad or they mm -hmm. really struggle. But I also think part of me sees a pattern of behavior with the way um, Andy Reid constructs his teams. And I think that when he's given too much influence and power, you saw what he did in Philly. Philly had a really dope defense, and eventually that defense got old and aged out, and then 
it was all on the offense, but he only likes to get niche pieces for his offense. He doesn't get like legit, like this is a dog and this is an all around dope player. He gets guys that are more like, this is a nice trinket here. This is a nice trinket here. It's like when the Cowboys drafted Felix Jones, was like, we don't need a bell cow running back. We got Marion Barber. We need a dude who can return kicks and be a, like a, a change of pace guy. So with our first round pick, we selected a uh, third down change of, pa- Jerry, change of pace. There back. is 2021. And you're talking about the Cowboys draft from 2013. What's going on? 2008. Who did he say? Who did you bet? Felix Jones and Marion Barber. No, no. Felix Jones was tight. He was tight for a little while. But, like, you drafted a guy who's not big enough to run between the tackles. You drafted a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You drafted these different, like, pieces on the offense. And he already had Tyree. He inherited Tyree Kill. He inherited Kelsey. But then he gets a dude from Georgia to be the other No, receiver. no, he drafted Tyree Kill. He was there. He did? Oh, well, maybe he was there. Okay. Are you, oh, yeah, he was there. He okay, drafted man. both of those fools. He okay, drafted okay. both of them. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But anyways... He hits on some of these pieces, and then as he continues to influence the draft, the defense, they don't they don't address the defense. They don't address the defense anymore. When he got there, Casey's defense was a legit D. Oh, but they were, when they traded out, uh, was it Eric Waddle for Tyron Matthew? That was, they said that was the that was the big move. When they yeah. traded Marcus Peters Marcus Peters away, mm-hmm. they still won the Super Bowl. Like he they traded him that season <laughs> and they won the Super, the Super Bowl the next year. And I think the big thing for the the big thing for their offense is what happened with Kareem Hunt. Like when he decided to punch some punch some lady, they had to get rid of their number one running back, the actual they running want, back. They want a Super Bowl. And now they need to fill it in. They and now they're trying to fill it in. Like they need a they need a running back. They they try to do their they paid their offensive line a crap to the money this offseason yeah. to try to fix that. Yeah. Um, and mostly they just dip banking on the fact that they can score 35 points a game and they're just not doing it right now. Yeah, they, it looked real sloppy. They looked unprepared. Um, like Jared said, I kind of agree with everything Jared said. They're not, they didn't address the defense enough. Um, Sorsen's looking like he's he's re, two years removed. He's out there. Everything, everybody just scoring on him. Lost mm-hmm. a step. They don't have any good corners. It's just, yeah, everybody's running wild. And then Pat, Patrick Holmes trying to do too much. He just, he's used to all the trick plays, you know, throwing off his off shoulder. He just, just looks sloppy all in the circle. And I blame Eric B. Enemy, and I'm glad nobody hired him. They got a dude named Bo Pete Keys on the team they drafted uh, in the seventh round. His name is Bo Pete Keys. That's tight. That's a tight name. <laughs> I'm going to name my son Bo Pete. Because of his name. None of these players seem to be popping from their last previous uh, couple draft classes. It looks like they didn't spend enough money on this offensive line. Yeah. They, <laughs> they got Juan Thornhill. They got uh, Miko Hartman two years ago. They got uh, Kalen Saunders, uh, Rashad Fenton. So they, 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 they just tried. They getting a bunch of speedsters, right? Receivers and speedster offensive players. It seems oh, like they've gotten a lot of players that just like they're not they're not drafting as well. And and no, they're drafting for niches. I'm with lot, they do. They draft niches. They like I totally hey, let's agree draft this little this. niche. Let's let's draft this speed. Let's draft Felix Jones instead of instead of taking a better overall running back that could do and everything. Rashard Mendehall, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like God, they I forgot about that. They don't care. Yeah, could have got Rashard Mendehall. He was tight. He was tight until they he should have got, got Rashard Mendehall. He would fit perfect. And 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 he also spoke out against uh, America's uh, cultural core values, and then he got canceled after that. That's, that's the first nigga that got canceled when he was talking shit about when Bin Laden got killed, and then people were celebrating. He's like, "What kind of country we live in when you murder somebody, or and you say because he was terrorist, you kill, still kill somebody, which you can say is murder, and we celebrate it." And then uh, champions or American or champion sportswear like uh, canceled their contract with them. 
And then all of a sudden he got hurt and nobody wanted to sign him. Shout out to Rashard Mendenhall. Come on our show as the first nigga to get canceled. We want to talk to you because you did it way ahead of everyone's time. Now I'm with you, Jerry. He did draft a lot of. They got a little too cute. They, it was too successful, too fast, and they got cute. Granted, they haven't this, had this first me, round picks in a couple of the drafts. This brings me back to the Rams doing what they did today. If y'all don't know, uh, breaking news today: uh, Von Miller uh, was traded to the Rams to help bolster that defense, and basically, I would say put the Rams in the top three contention for Super Bowl uh, favorites in the NFC. Them. Uh, probably Tampa Bay and uh, they already were there. They just solidified it. They solidified it. Uh, But, you know, returning back to the Chiefs real quick, the Rams looking really good. Chiefs are are trending down. I think a big thing is also like, yeah, they don't like when Tony Romo and I'm going to revert it because I'm a Cowboys fan. Tony Romo was averaging 45 passes a game. The Cowboys, he put up great numbers, but the Cowboys were not winning as many games as they could. When he finally reduced that to like 35 throws a game and they were running the ball, 25 to 30 times a game, he became a much more effective, efficient passer, maybe not getting the same volume. I think that they don't run the ball. They don't have identity to run the ball. They either don't have a line or they don't have big enough and good enough backs or they don't use them consistently to develop a run game. And who is the coach of the uh, Chargers was talking about why a run game is important because it's the it's the one way where you make the game a physical it's it's your will versus their will, and you grind on somebody's you know spirit, he will, and strength. Pretty stupid when he made that though. He, he was he talking about some, he said some obvious shit, dude. But he, he got is. overrated for what that shit he said. No, I mean, he, I agree with. He articulated in a way that makes sense to lay people. So obviously, people are like, "Man, that dude's smart." What I'm saying though is that it's the fact that the, the Chiefs don't run the ball. They don't have an effective run game. Everything's falling on. Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes does not look comfortable in the pocket anymore because of the way last year ended and the offensive line still struggling is not great. This fool is running outside the pocket, trying to throw on the run, running towards the sideline. He about to pull RG three soon with the amount of running he's doing unnecessarily where he could just stand there in the pocket and fire it. If he trusted his line or if, you know, saying they built in a little bit more run in the run game that maybe these guys wouldn't be coming off the line on first down. Like it's a goddamn third and long. That's they they coming. They rushing like it's third and long every play on them. Because they won't even run the ball. You want to know why Eric Bianami ain't got a job? This is why Eric Bianami ain't got a job. Right. I, I think, yeah, I think. Oh, I, was, I don't know. Because wherever he's going to go, he's going to go with a probably young quarterback and a team that is needing to rebuild. If you don't have a running game and you don't instill it, you will not survive two seasons with that kind of shit. You see what's happening to your boy over in, uh, in motherfucking Miami. Balled out last year. Team looked good. Team struggling, going through some growing pains. They're ready to fire his ass already. You cannot be a Negro coach and expect to it's be. Most- <laughs> you get two years max. I don't think, I don't think yeah. they, they didn't hire him because it's lack of a running game, man. There's <laughs> there's there's a lot of coaches in, in the league right now who don't have a running game. <laughs> well, I've heard he, I heard he didn't interview well. And did that link to Aaron said, or did you send it? To, uh, Brandon, Brandon sent that shit where he's yeah, Negro shaming him. Negro shaming. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, think that, that link. Yeah, where well, they're comparing oh, okay. his artic, him being articulate. That's what I said. He didn't say shit in that one. He just he's he man. They blew up what he said. I mean, see how articulate he is. He didn't say shit. <laughs> he didn't say shit that wasn't known. Even if you bit my mom could have said the shit he said with the football she watched. He I said, mean, there, "I'm like, dude, you got to give your quarterback a breather, okay? A mindful breath." From having to look at the field in that way. Everybody knows football's a physical a game. Space. Yeah, well, guess what? When you run, it's gonna be more physical because it's gonna be just body on body. But he did say the one thing that people don't people don't think about conscientiously is that every time you run the ball, the defense has to tackle. Unless you fumble it or run out of bounds, but the defense is gonna have to tackle. They don't say it, but they know that. Right? No, so there's that's more, that's there's why more running on a pass play than, than a run play. It's the can man. Anyone can get it. 
on a run play, anyone can have to tackle and take a hit and hit somebody. On a run play, out. you guaranteed at least eight people on that defense and, and offense locking up with each other, yep. hitting each other and blocking each other. And on a pass play, the only thing you guaranteed is a five on four, five offensive linemen, maybe four defensive linemen, maybe somebody blitz here and there and then some incomplete pass. They might have run more, but they didn't physically hit each other. Yeah. That's, no, that's but at the, the same time, it wears on the offense too, right? Because if you're only getting one or two yards a, a carry, you start to get tired. But if you're getting six yards a carry, you're not tired. One thing that hurts Kansas City is that the fact that they run, they run, they run so few that you know they they make such few attempts to run the ball. They I just fucked that up grammar wise. They are just they just don't run the ball enough. <laughs> so when it comes fourth round, go ahead and match ball me after I'm done with this point. This uh, at the at come fourth quarter, the defensive line still look fresh against Kansas City. When you look at when the defensive line plays Tennessee, they look worn out. Even if they held Derrick Henry, like you, like that game Derrick Henry went off two weeks ago, he, they held him in the beginning. But you could tell that he was just wearing on them. They was looking tired by that fourth quarter, and then he went broke shot and then gets that big ass run where nobody could catch him because yeah. he wore him out. But Kansas City defense still be coming after him fresh. They look like it's the start of the game. That's the thing. It's like, and Brandon, you you played offensive line at a high level. The difference is, and this people I hear people talk about it sometimes, is like when you're the run play, you're attacking on the blocks. You're putting your weight on your opponent as much as they are, if not more, right? Versus when you're pass blocking, you're dropping back and allowing the defender to put their yeah, weight into you. you. So you're yeah. eating their weight and you're not giving it as much. You're just you're absorbing. And so that will wear that can wear you down or the defense not having where because the defense is now going at you and putting their weight on you versus having to eat your weight. And so that's, that's one way to take somebody's gas tank. King Henry is down though. Derek Henry is done for at least probably, I would say at least eight weeks. He's a big dude. It's a foot injury. It's going to take a lot of time to heal. You don't want him coming back too early. Do y'all think that the Titans will be able to maintain their lead in the AFC South or are they done? They're done. They're done. How many, how many, they, how many times they play Jacksonville? <laughs> Did they already play them once? They already played them once, though. I think they got one out of the way, I hope. Ryan Tannehill, resurrection story, bro. He's an island boy. He don't take nothing. Shout out to Ryan Tannehill. Shout out to Ryan Tannehill. He's about to be out there balling. You know what Ryan Tannehill is? He needs a, he needs a running game. Well, no, they, yeah. just signed, uh, they just signed Adrian Peterson. We'll see how he works, how he looks behind that line. <laughs> No, don't do it. Everybody's gonna sign Marcus Allen. Dude, well, well, you looked at the free agents that were available. It was basically Devontae Freeman, Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson. Those are like the name guys. Can the Ravens cut Le'Veon Bell so someone else can sign him again so he can go there and do absolutely nothing? <laughs> you talk about a guy that just played his cards wrong. No, he I played like, it right. No, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. No, he played his card wrong. I give it to he him. He had a contract still, Jared. He lost more money than he made. He had a contract. You're in a run friendly. The offense was catered to you, right? He, and he played his cards wrong. He was a running back. He sat out a whole year. He made no money. He got a trade the next year. He got there 30 million so from the Jets, though. It wasn't guaranteed. I don't think play. he got all that. No, no, money. he got no. He got guaranteed. He didn't get as much guaranteed money necessarily as he would have gotten. He so would have got lose. more money if he played out the contract that one year in Pittsburgh. But no matter but, what happened, but from this one, they would have signed him to a bigger contract. Could have made some more money, but think about it like this: he ain't barely played in the last three plus years. He got paid that money to not play the last three years. Nah, because what's the saying? After he sat out the whole year, he had guaranteed money though, but he didn't live out the contract, so he wasn't getting the. The extra money on top of that, but he got his he got his money. He got he got close to thirty million dollars. But yeah, I, I, I get you. I get you on the other tip. 
But I'm just nah, saying, like, hey, he only made off that contract. He made it's still not bad money though, but he only made 21 million from the Jets. Okay, 21 million. Yeah, I'll, I'll say much like Kyrie Irving, like he knew what he was doing. He understood that he was turning down this money. Can't feel bad for him, but at the same time, like he made that choice, man. So he knew what was happening when he set out that season. He had a he lot of time to think about it. That money. He made less money, Jared. But if he had signed, <laughs> he would have made half of that on. in the one year he played out the contract. Okay, but I'm gonna say this: if he had played, maybe, maybe he's like looking. He's thinking. He's thinking next level. He's like, I don't need as much money. I'm just trying to get paid without ever, ever having to play again. I'm gonna keep showing up and act like I want to play. I'll practice, not do good enough for them to keep me and play me. Like, if he had signed the contract with Steelers, you know they would have run his ass into the ground, Aaron. And that motherfucker would have been paid. And he would have got, got his... another contract with the Steelers. Think about the Steelers organization. They will reward you with one big contract. They will. No, I'm and just he, saying, he though, stay he could have got you know, that he contract. He only made 600. He, let, he made less than 700,000 with the Chiefs, Le'Veon huh. Bill. He fucked himself out of money, Jared. He did, but I'm just saying, he's also put no wear and tear on his body in making this right. less money. That's the yeah, that's my only point is that he has yeah. not played in three plus years. You think he won? You think that's his? I, I guarantee that's not his thought. He not he wasn't thinking about wearing turn. I'm not. Body. I don't he think, was, think he wants to play. He, he wanted to be running, a Hall of Famer. He wanted to be all maybe, that shit. He, he fucked was, up. If he's running, if you're running a real con though. You can't let people think that. Like the whole point is that people think that he's still trying to make it. And he's just old and washed. He's like, I ain't old and washed. I, I might be washed, but I ain't that washed. I was like, I'm just making money just to show up and not play. I'm like a backup quarterback. I don't think that Atlantis sank. I think Atlantis lifted off. <laughs> a quarterback, man. I'll just say, that, hey, but conspiracy brother thinks that Le'Veon Bell is playing chess while the NFL uh, executives are getting played and they still playing checkers. You know the greatest thing about conspiracy conspiracy people is that so, how sometimes some of them just come off so damn stupid. <laughs> it's, just say what it is. Like, man, my being a conspiracy brother I mean I can make a stupid guess, not a hypothetical, not a smart, educated guess. No, nah, man, but the hypothetical guess. is that he goes out there for the Steelers, blows out his knee, and he don't make no money. So Halloween just happened. It's not even a Halloween special, but Halloween just happened. I wanted to know. I saw, um, shout out to the Levitard show. Um, they did a, a candy draft on their show. Where they got to draft uh, candies, and they did an actual draft and uh, had a team of candy. I just want to know, what is the best and worst Halloween candy? Brandon, what is your favorite and worst? Uh, my favorite Halloween candy is uh, Snickers. I've been doing this like low sugar, low carb diet. I had a Snickers last night. It was the most amazing thing you'll ever eat. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like never, <laughs> it's generally is generally a good candy to have. Uh, but I would say Snickers is absolutely the best. The worst is Mounds because it's an almond joy without the almond. Like yeah. you know, you know, they both are pretty bad, man. You just get a you just get a chocolate gun. I don't know who the hell came up with that idea. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, why would you just I guess you don't I guess people with nut allergies couldn't eat it. They're like, oh let's let's make this neutral. Uh, who the hell has an almond nut allergy? It's like the softest nut in the world. That's right. like you know what and Mount, anyone has been around since the 80s. Nobody had peanut allergies until hipsters. <laughs> That's true. If you got an almond allergy, that you know what you're like, you're like that person that that kid that got beat up by the quiet girl in class. <laughs> the quiet girl who never played sports, just read a book, and then all of a sudden gets in a fight with the one boy in class that whips his ass. That's what you are if you have a if you have an almond <laughs> nut allergy. Is that true? <laughs> you know, Aaron Aaron loves the Snickers. This is an original power bar, as he always says. So. Original power bar, but not my number one Halloween candy. 
Aaron, what's your number one Halloween candy? So my number one Halloween candy that I used to love to get when I was young and go Halloween, I would have to say it's a tie between Sweet Tarts and the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Mm-hmm. Just that one cup, you know, coming that individual one cup. Because to me, it was the only thing that was actual size. You only got one cup, but it was actually the right size. Everything else, they shrunk. They shrunk the fucking Snickers. They shrunk a Milky Way. They shrunk the Three Musketeers. And I'm like, dude, that's, I'm done with that shit in two bites. That's not even a fourth of a damn regular size candy bar. But the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup was full size. And I like the sweet tarts. I didn't mind. Sometimes I stuff them all in my mouth at one time. Sometimes yeah. I would suck them. Sometimes mm-hmm. I would eat them two at a time to see what flavors I get. I like sweet tarts. Now, the worst, the worst, the worst Halloween candy ever, candy corn. Candy corn is the most disgusting shit in the world. I don't know who, whose idea was to make this candy. I don't know whose idea that was, but they need to find them. You know what? That goes on my list of people that need to be buried next to Hitler. It's the inventor of candy corn. They keep tracking that brand. They keep tracking that. <laughs> well, I think the same person who came up with candy corn came up with a high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> they were doing popcorn. They were just throwing corn and let's get the ball. They were the George Washington Carver of corn. They were just, <laughs> and that's just still kind of the one that just stuck. Wait, wait, who's also on my list of buried next to Hitler? The list keeps growing though, but I can't remember who they're on. <laughs> oh, the guy who invented uh, uh, Zoom? Zoom, yeah, he on it for sure. <laughs> the guy who came up with Zoom. We could all be Skyping right now, which is way worse about. <laughs> hey, hey, but you know what the thing about Skype? Everybody knew Skype for what it was, right? It was like, hey, you know what? Here's the thing about Skype. No one thought about, hey, man, we can make, we can move our work to Skype because we all knew, okay, Skype is what it is. We ain't going to do nothing involving money over Skype. But when it came down to fucking Zoom, everybody just lost their fucking mind. It was like, this is the greatest shit in the world. I could see four people at once. And unlike Skype, the shit ain't crashing every time we do it. So guess what? We could do our jobs over Zoom. No, we can't. Pietro, what about you? What is your uh, favorite uh, Halloween candy and the worst Halloween candy? No, my favorite Halloween candy is the is the Mounds Bar without the No Nut November in it. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, stupid. That's why they created Mounds. The guy had a time machine. He went in for a time. It's like. Hey, man, what the fuck they going to eat in no nut November? I got to create this balance. <laughs> when I got excited as a kid to see a Snickers bar in a, in a bag, here's the one thing the kids are missing out on now. We didn't have, you know, you get a full-size candy bar. You was like, whoa, it, that yeah. is crazy. You know? Yeah, that, that blew your mind. If you got the quarter size, he was like, yeah, cool. I got a couple of these Snickers. I got a couple of these uh, Twix. Now these kids got the bite, get the bite size Snicker bar. So I don't, <laughs> it's it's bad, man. I, I got a pack of candy for the kids and I'm like, I was feeling bad for them because it was mixed chocolates. It was all mixed chocolates. Mm-hmm. And it was just the one inch size Snicker bar. And I'm like, and then you get the Kit Kats and the, you hand that out. And it's, it's just the bite size parts of chocolate. Oh, I got my diabetes from Halloween. I feel bad for these kids, but uh, yeah, I, I would say the Snickers bar is probably number one and the worst candy. And I don't know why people, I don't, you know, I never liked candy corn. I was, I was cool with it, but the, the, the worst candy are the Twizzlers. Twizzlers? Taste like, Twizzlers taste like wax. Nah, man. I, the, the cherry Twizzlers taste like wax. Remember candy. the thing you said that one candy that was just wax that they act like was fucking candy. Yeah, um, 
that that goes from any of the like the 19 so I'm stealing this from somebody any of those candies that were made in the 1920s were all horrible you know uh, I forgot Jared I forgot to mention the candies they got the razor blades in it that's also I don't like those <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> Come on. And I'm, a, I'm I'm such a weird old kid. I usually like to, you know, I remember people used to complain about the chocolate raisins. I didn't mind those either. Oh, um, when people just gave me regular raisins, I was pissed though. Yeah, <laughs> I got raisins a lot too. Raisins, For some yeah, reason, exactly. like those little small of boxes of raisins. I used to be like, what yeah. the fuck's wrong with this person, dude? This ain't this ain't uh, this ain't, this ain't it, the depression. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, baby, we used to always just eat the raisins. That was our candy. Yeah, that, and that used to come from Miss, uh, it used to come from the old Mrs. on the street, whoever your Mrs. was. Mm-hmm. Used to hand out the box of raisins. But just, I, I didn't like the, the twin pack of Twizzlers because to me, they, they were, they're not red vines. No, yeah. And they were just gross. waxy. Yeah, just too waxy. We'll talk about this Halloween stuff. I remember. I was taking some kids I mentored in Richmond trick-or-treating, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember this one lady was handing out toothbrushes. And you could hear the parents from the street when they heard the kids come back with toothbrushes. Curse this lady out. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she do that in Richmond out of all things? They oh, at Billy and Why the fuck would you hand out toothbrushes on? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, what if she's handing out free syringes of insulin? <laughs> Exactly. Should exactly. I take that right about now? <laughs> Pedro change outfits several times in the house. Here's my birth certificate. I'm told. Uh, that RNA. Hey, well, uh, my favorite candy I would say was probably Butterfingers or Chewy Sprees. Butterfingers. You know, I love Butterfingers. Like Butterfingers. That shit was hard. No, I liked it because it was it man. It, you especially you get that shit crunched down. You get a little bit warm and crunched down. It kind of becomes a little taffyish. I don't know. I just really like Butterfingers. Butterfingers were tight. Um, but oh yeah, mute me. <laughs> we don't want to meet you. We want to hear. <laughs> Can I go to shout out? Can I go to shout out the segment of the show on where we get a chance to rank a plane and. Uh, or highlight something positive. Just uh, basically get what's on your, uh, on your on your chest, off your chest, and uh, speak on it. Cutty Corner shout outs. Hurry up and play this goddamn music so I can do my Cutty Corner. It's time. It's time. It's time. We're burning down. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I meant what it meant. Gonna let you down. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, I got a Cutty Corner shout out. My Cutty Corner shout out this week goes out to Jared because for the last three weeks, I have been prepping, I've been preparing, I've been ready to talk about the NBA's top 75 players all time. And let me tell you this some of the people that that got screwed, I, I, I don't know why I keep preparing. For it. By the time we talk about it, it's going to be time for the NBA top 100 players. And the people I was ready to talk about go either going to make the list or or be dead. And we're going to be at that point where I can't where, you know, everyone's going to look at me all strange because I like talking about someone dead and telling the truth about people. Is Jerry <laughs> fucked over my top 75 list that I prep for and, and rush home and hey. prep for? 
What'd you say, but, brother? No, but but he's ready to talk about the Cowboys 2007 draft. Exactly. We talk about a Cowboys 2007 draft where they should have got Rashad Mendenhall over Felix Jones. He ran all or over he, USC. Or, USC. Or, or are we talking about he ran over 6 November? Yeah, yeah. Are we talking about that? I ain't hit the NBA top 75. Now, let me tell you, and like I said, people going to be dead that I want to talk about. And there's, I'm going to look bad for saying, oh, man, why he on the list? He died, this and that. And, and I just learned something about funerals. Funerals, I didn't know their standard comments. I just learned something from my boy Geechee. Shout out to Geechee about standard comments at funerals. He said, you know, it's bad when you can't say standard comments. We can't say the standard stuff like he found Christ at a young age or he was a good husband or he was a good father. He said, that's when you know the funeral bad. That's when you know not to go to funeral. And my thing and my problem is once you get through the standard comments, that's when everybody else just starts lying. Jared, man, at your funeral, I'm going to say, you know what? This motherfucker had me ready to do this 75 NBA forever. And that's all I'm going to say. He, t- he kept telling me to prep for the show and then never did the shit I was supposed to do on the show. He keep talking about me when the camera's off. Camera off, he would have talked to me about 75. I can't talk about Clay Thompson. I can't talk about Draymond Green hasn't complained about not being on it, which he shouldn't complain, but he probably will in a couple months. As soon as he have that good two weeks in a row, he's going to complain. He told me to listen to a podcast, Bamani Jones. Aaron, man, you're going to get some good stuff off of it. I should listen to two different Bamani Jones podcasts, which you talked about top 75 with different people. And guess what? We ain't talked about it on the show. Aaron, who is the biggest snub on top 75? Man, I don't know, man. Man, somebody who did no month, no, uh, mo month, mo, mo, mo nut, November. <laughs> this magic moment. Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, the Cutty Corner shout out goes out to this pandemic. People overpaying for these damn cars. So, as you know, we got somebody on this podcast waiting on a nice new ride. Waiting. Waiting. And yeah, also, I also want to get something myself, but like, like I told you, I don't think I'm going to go backwards. I watched, uh, um, I guess, a couple of YouTube videos, and these fools are out here overpaying for not even real pickup trucks. Honda Odyssey is not a real pickup truck. <laughs> Somebody paid, he had the markups, these dealer markups is actually out there. Somebody was, uh, or one of the dealerships was actually $71,000 for a black edition Honda, not Honda, what is that thing called? I don't know what they call. Uh, Honda Pilot? No, no, no. Pilot. Talk about the, the, the Honda the pickup, pickup truck. truck. What is it? Whatever the Honda's called, man, it's not a real pickup truck. It's a damn body on frame car. It's not the Ridgeline, is it the Ridgeline? Yeah, the Ridgeline. Honda Ridgeline. That's it, Aaron. You got it. Honda Ridgeline. So it was they wanted seventy one thousand. Um. Then I heard another dude say, "Hey, yeah, it's a good deal. We got a good deal going on." He actually ended up getting a truck, a Ram fifteen hundred pickup truck, for fifty two thousand dollars. Brandon, do you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? Oh, yeah, man. My Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to me. I feel like as, as you get through different stages of life, you think about things a little differently. Um, so I got I got two little girls that I'm trying to raise, right, and do good things. Um, and I just wanted to give myself a Cutty Corner shout-out for all the shit I've talked about parents giving their kids opportunities. And I realized recently that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to give your kids opportunities if you have the ability to do that. So there's some uh, apologies I'm gonna give out right now. Uh, my first apology goes out to Solange, 
also known as Beyonce's little sister. I may have called you a no singing, singless, talentless <laughs> wreck of a human being. I may have said that in private and in public. I apologize. Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington, also have to apologize to you. Zoe Kravitz, I don't know how you got these. I got these acting jobs. Oh, wait, I have famous parents who are actors and singers and famous singers. Oh, let me put you in a movie. I apologize to all of them. I realized they, the parents were doing what they were doing, uh, I, that I was wrong. That apparently that if your kid, ch- children have no talent, they still make it in entertainment. Um, so uh, hopefully my kids don't become the wrong type of entertainers, but I'm just trying to, make my, <laughs> trying to help them make their way. What about the Olivia Massimo? You apologize to her? <laughs> Olivia <laughs> Jenny, whatever her name is. I don't know. Hey, man. Oh, also, shout out to Little Romeo. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I apologize right. o- to Jaden. O'Shea Jackson. <laughs> Jaden and Willow Smith. I, the more I learn about your parents, the more I realize why y'all act like that. <laughs> don't ask 100. So, did you apologize to Brandy, little brother? Ray J. <laughs> Shout out. Man, Ray J's out here making other people famous, man. Like, he's just. Yeah, yeah man. That, that dick right. made that fat ass famous. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, also, apolog- I apologize to Chet Hanks. I know I've taken part in some. Uh, <laughs> my sense of mean words about your Jamaican accent. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I, I mean, I, when I see you guys individually, I apologize in person as a, as, as a part time as a part time Muslim would do. Um. <laughs> and that means he's Muslim most of the time. Something important get put on the plate. Nah, man, it's like the it's like the Muslim reserves, man. <laughs> One week in a month, two weeks a year. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, when you apologize, this lines in person. Can you give me my phone number? My cutty corner shout out goes out to uh, TikTok for being so goddamn sensitive. Man, I had a chance. From now. <laughs> Man, nah, we I didn't get banned, but they 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 took down one of our posts. Uh, you know, I made a funny video. Shout out to Mosky Walsky for helping me with the idea. It was a funny video of some um some dagger dancing at a Jamaican dance hall, and I put some you know Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler audio over it of a wrestling move because motherfuckers was doing some basically WWE type moves while on the dance goddamn floor, which is a common occurrence when you looking at daggering dancing. So uh yeah so. Because uh, they said it violated the community standards, uh, they took down the video. We were at 9,500 views on it, okay? It was on its way to 10,000 views within, uh, t- like, t- uh, the first 10 hours that it was uh, 12 hours that I had posted. And so I was like, oh, man, it's tight. And then all of a sudden, like, I've seen all the people, like, starting to follow or liking it or, like, had a couple reshares, and it said 9.5K views. And I was like, dang, people are seeing it. That's tight, whatever. Maybe it'll get us people to look at the rest of the page and see some clips from our show and like it. I don't know. Who knows? They take it down like 20 minutes later when I when I saw that it was actually kind of like getting some views. And uh, they said I violated terms. Man, fuck you. Y'all doing all this bullshit, censor ass shit, talking about like, man, we can't have China over here having access to all our information. And they they censor people over there in China, man. You know, they, you know, they they run those crazy ass regimes, but they censor shit. Yeah. So then they force them to sell it to an American company where all they do is censor motherfuckers and take shit down all the goddamn time over here. What the fuck is going on, man? TikTok, fix your shit. Fuck you, Trump. 
Fuck you all, you pundits and bullshit ass lobbyists and whatever who forced China to sell TikTok. I'd rather have China just still have it because you know what? At least I know what I can and can't post more than likely instead of this faux American ass freedoms talking about you can post whatever you want. Not really, unless you offend somebody. And now we're just going to cancel every goddamn TikTok if we don't like it. My second Cutty Corner shout out <laughs> goes out to uh, ATX Jake on Twitter at ATX oh, here we go. on here Twitter. We go another one. Jake M. Hey, hey, shout out sponsorship. This motherfucker going to dig up a tweet I made. The tweet I made was February 15th. I made a tweet on February 15th. I think of this year. It could have been from any year Derek Carr has been playing football. Yeah, yeah. Any, any year you had Twitter. He retweets a, uh, a tweet of mine of me with a clip of Stephen A. Smith talking shit about Derek Carr wanting to beat up news reporters about the, him playing bad. And I said, he's Derek Char- Carr is trash. And Raider fans that can't see that have Stockholm syndrome. He ain't a real leader, case in point. And so he retweets saying, you feel dumb, buddy, with a question mark this past week after Derek Carr, you know, had two good games of football after John Gruden got fired. All I'm going to say is this, man. If you think I feel dumb because of anything Derek Carr does, trust me, I will not feel dumb. And I told you I'll give you a personal shout out. So Jake M., Whatever your name is, your little ass boy from Texas, you don't need a jock ride. Somebody, another man, just because he praises white Jesus. You don't need to jock ride him because he throws a pigskin around. That motherfucker is garbage. You better stop jock riding these grown ass men like you a grown ass little boy. Because you know what? It's going to make you look real suspect, my friend. And I don't want you to look suspect. I want you to grow into your own self. And the other thing I don't get about you is why the fuck you got Kobe on your page? Oh, he changed that. See, he changed it. When I was talking to him, he had... Kobe Bryant with a quote from Kobe Bryant, a real killer, a real winner, a real competitor on his uh, little background right here, right? With Derek Carr pinned as his greatest thing, all this great Derek Carr shit. He changed his shit once I called him out on it. I appreciate you, Jake M, for seeing that you was a little ass boy and that you need to stop sitting over here jock riding grown ass men. Yeah, be a fan of the Raiders all you want. Stop jock riding grown ass men unless you was just a grown ass little boy. But uh, thank you for Twitter the retweet. Perfect for Jared. Shout out sponsorship. Come on our show. You can defend Derek Parr from Cedar Park, Texas, all you want. Do what you got to do, player. I love to hear from you. You are welcome to come on the show. So I'm going to send this to you. You can respond if you want, or you can continue to do whatever you need to do to be a grown-ass little boy, jock riding other grown-ass men. Shout out sponsorship. Well, that is our show, my friends. That is our show. You guys want to see the rest of the, sh- the, the, the Twitter exchange? I related him to a slave master. That's that was kind of low, Jared. I saw that shit. That was kind of low. Well, how is that low? related him to a slave master. How is that low? How is that low? You got to keep it to football, at least. You said a slave master. What was, what was that quote again you said? He says. Read he the says, quote you said. I said, okay, so then. No, you. He said, I didn't mean what he said. Here's what I responded to him. I said, ha, ah, not dumb. Everyone plays well now and again. Heck, he is a professional. An overly sensitive and overpaid one at that. What I find ironic, though, is that you have a wallpaper of Kobe who's embodied being an ultimate competitor, yet you jock riding Derek Carr, who is a polar opposite. Uh, just watch the video, LOL. That's what I said about Derek Carr. He's overly sensitive, overpaid, and he should be having good games every once in a while. He had two good games in a row after having two terrible games in a row. Remember when he went and lost at home to Justin Fields in Justin Fields' second game as a starter in the NFL? You know what I'm saying? All right, so then he said, you sound dumb AF because Derek Carr embodies Kobe since that's his idol. Anybody who asks Derek's the hardest worker in the building and like Kobe, he locks in late in the fourth quarter. 
Come harder if you want to try and make fun of dude, yet you hiding behind a mustache. PFP. I don't know what that means. I say, oh, you you really want to prove how dumb I am, huh? Whatever gets you off, you jock ride him so hard uh, that you know the idol of your idol. That's called idol worship squared. Why Jesus don't want you out here spewing excuses for false idols? Uh, little boy. I gave him a little boy. And then he said, what the fuck did you even say? You just talking about me jocking him, but you've been tweeting this man's uh, name nonstop every day. Get his nuts out your mouth, little boy. You mad. He a grown man doing more with his life than you ever could wish. Sit down, son. I said, okay. I said, I guess. I guess I'm tweeting him every day since you dug up a tweet from motherfucking February, you idiot. Anyways, I said, I wish I could be a mediocre QB in the NFL. Thanks for the reminder. Next level perspective. And then he texted me, mediocre. And then he showed a picture of some bullshit of uh, Derek Carr's specialized stats. Like, Derek Carr's the only guy with uh, a 90% completion percentage. Derek Carr is the third best quarterback, according to somebody else on something. I was like, okay, that's whatever. But anyways, I said, you worse than white slave owners using the New Testament to justify slavery. That's Astounding. It. That's it. That's, uh, that's all I got to say. I don't care. You over here trying to take specific niche ass stats. That's like when Tim, shout out to Tim, sponsorship. When he's like, man, Stanford Rout got the greatest burn rate. He got the third best burn rate in the NFL. I said, what the fuck is the burn rate for a DB? You bring up a burn rate? PFP ain't even taking over yet. How you gonna make up some fucking stat to make yeah. your dude There's seem no better than There's no playing football focus back then. I I, what is a burn rate? I don't know. I don't need these fake ass stats of other people tweeting how good Derek Carr is, who obviously don't realize that Derek Carr is vastly mediocre. I, that's why I said this. This is the kind of that's the same mentality you use all these little niche things to try and justify your belief of something and that is what white slave owners did they used the new testament to justify that blacks were not human why, do you, why, do you, why can't you why can't you just say there's something about his white skin that makes you think about slavery you would just say that there's something about your skin then you just end all the arguing uh i don't know i think i just i think i just i, I ended the arguing with that one he hasn't responded since then so hopefully hopefully he'll he'll call back in but uh shout out to jake m at ATX Jake on Twitter. Uh, Calling the show, man. I don't really think you're a slave owner. Or you might have the mentality of slave slave owner. You know, it's pervasive a mentality to have. But anyways, I hope you're doing well out there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, I hope I didn't offend you too much. But at the same time, stop using niche-ass motherfucking stats and other people's tweets to justify your belief in something that is really not that real. What if he decided to, to, to throw a stat about the Raiders record this year? That's real stat. That's not niche. Oh, they're five and two. If you're a Raider fan, be a Raider fan. I'm not telling nobody not to be a Raider fan, Brandon. I'm not telling anybody not to root for their quarterback. I'll your quarterback is your quarterback. What I'm not going to do is when, Kent, when Quincy Carter was acting like a crackhead, I wasn't sitting there like, man, he's the next best thing ever. Quincy Carter tight, man. I don't care if you do crack. Quincy Carter tight. No, Quincy Carter was a mediocre quarterback at best. And you hope he played well week to week. Derek yeah. Carr is a big yeah. How many? How many you're, you're ruining your credibility as a sports analyst. If all your references are about the 2007. Oh, he's gone back to Cowboys. 2004 Cowboys. <laughs> Jesus. You know what? I'm hey, not going to. Carter led Georgia, though. No, no, here's the thing. No, he lost it. He lost it. Man, he became the backup before he got drafted. The Cowboys still wasted the second round pick on his ass. All I want to say is this I'm not going to compare David Carr to Tony Romo, but Tony Romo had his drawbacks, too. And I'll be critical of Tony Romo. And there are points in, the, in time where I didn't think Tony Romo had it to take the Cowboys beyond, you know, maybe a playoff berth. 
You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he, he really didn't take him beyond a playoff. Run. And and part of it was because he wasn't a great leader. I used to get frustrated when I was like, I thought I was cool, but I was like, why is he playing golf in the offseason trying to get to the PGA Tour? Why? Jerry, you really are the next Skip Bayless. You will find a way. Talk about the Cowboys. I'm going to relate to something I know. Skip, I will relate to Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless don't know always have three segments about the Cowboys. Skip don't know nothing about the Cowboys. <laughs> but Tom I will relate to something I know. The Cowboys. That's the only three things you talk about. You are 100% right, Brandon. Skip Bayless talk about three things. LeBron, Tom Brady, and the Cowboys. I almost, I, I haven't watched the show as much as I usually watch it. Because I'm like, dude, they only talk about three things every show. Skip, the, the Cowboys, LeBron, and Tom Brady. But I almost say, is that uh shout out to Jake Amos sponsorship? Come on our show. Uh, it's all love, regardless of which. Don't be a slave. Don't don't be a slaver mentality. <laughs> well, that is our show, my friend. Invite you. That was our show. <laughs> 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 if he if he doesn't get the show, he's not gonna get the show. <laughs> Trying to hear what you get in trouble for. These fingers uh, have like an extended life, though. Man. They do. They, they got a long. You eating them for hours because they you be picking pieces of butterfinger on your teeth for. I had <laughs> one butterfinger my whole life and never had a second one. Like, butterfingers. Well, you know the Simpsons might have done a good branding campaign and got me to like them, but they they did a good job of like dense and you could bite into it and you could chew that motherfucker for a minute. Maybe not good for your teeth, but you could chew on it for a while. But uh, I would say also Chewy Sprees. That's where I really found out about Chewy Sprees was on Halloween. And that became one of my favorite candies. Chewy what? Chewy Sprees. The hell is that? They're like little like colorful tabs. Kind of like sweet tarts, except they're. Oh, oh, they were like sweet tarts, but they were chewy. Those were good. uh, Or shock tarts. Shock tarts. Um, Those are tight. Uh, My most disdained candy would have to be the good and plenty's. Black those are nasty licorice. different colors i and like I black like, licorice but good i it hate taste good. black licorice i would every year think maybe maybe it'll taste better this year and it's got the little you know white and purple candy around the licorice and i bite nah, into it, it tastes better but and it was every time was just that terrible candy tasted nasty around the licorice that's mm. what made it worse yeah no nah, it was bad it was really i bad. like black licorice but i didn't like i didn't like getting plenty what is a candy that y'all ate solely because it aged well in your candy bag there's always like that candy that we're used like man I, I i guess i'll eat it because because it was always at the bottom of your bag but it aged well enough for you to still eat it nerds well i have one that didn't age well those uh warheads because depending on where you put your bag if it got too hot some, <laughs> some reason warheads never figured out how to close the how to close the little pouch they, was, they always seem moist on it. i'm like it's supposed to be powdery and salty and, and Look, it, when did that happen? it keeps getting moist in here <laughs> Dude, yeah, I exactly. 